Welcome back to the Bitter Jurors podcast. We are a queer survivor superfan podcast. As always, I am one of your hosts, Derek Reining, and I'm here to talk with some amazing people once again about Survivor Otter Creek, episode two, if you think you should slow down, don't. I am joined by um, someone who um, will, you know, drink down anything you put in front of him. It's Sam Stanton. <laughs> fewer and fewer things to drink for me <laughs> of late um yeah my i was gonna say something about the grass being on fire and then i was <laughs> laughing too hard okay <laughs> yeah, I'm here. um but yes uh we are joined also uh as always during our survivor outer creek coverage by you know the brains the beauty and the brawn of it all it's it's ronnie sly is here hello thank you i'm still in like on cloud nine that this like we get to have these conversations and i get to share like all these weird memories that have been locked away in my head for 18 years so <laughs> same i mean we just got off of uh, the, these first two episodes and the exit interviews are a little scrambled up but we just got finished talking to the first boot so you all probably have already heard that at this point hopefully um that was a really fun conversation um so i'm just excited to you know talk about the downfall of of joel tragic yeah. <laughs> he wanted to be gone in episode one only to be gone in episode two and miss out on getting his money back <laughs> there's a quote in it uh he he wants to go, go out first or not at all and he went out second which is the worst position for somebody who's coming into the game for that um it, but it reminds me of vitas bushkowskis who is like look i'll go out and play again but i just don't want to be the first boot if i'm the first boot i might as well not have come and i don't want to be here <laughs> and then he was the first boot of second chance yeah um it, it, it's like the anti-pia um from australian survivor who said i'm either going to be the first boot or the winner and then she won after almost being the first boot so you know joel is like the anti-pia Mm. <laughs> no joel's a lot of fun and i'm excited to talk through um his uh to me very iconic voting record I, if we want to talk about that right now i um he as we know voted for andrew both times that he went to tribal council um and i was like scrolling through this writer wiki like i didn't get a final count of like who all has gone to like multiple tribals and voted incorrectly um multiple times it's not super uncommon but it is uh i don't know it's like every few seasons it happens, but um, I do, will say he's like part of a pretty special little group of people who have voted for one person only their entire voting career. Um, you know, joins the likes of like Rob from Thailand voting for Xi'an at every tribal council or uh, Matt Elrod voting for Philip at every tribal council he attended. Um, so yeah, but the, thing with, the thing with Joel is like, he's just like, he's a genuinely kind hearted person. And so <laughs> it was where he could put his vote that he felt like there was the least malice, um, you know, and we get in the vote confessional, he says, I'm voting for you because I don't think you're going to go home, you mm -hmm. know, like, uh, and I cannot believe we did not bring this up with Joel on the call. I forgot. Um, mm -hmm. But during episode one, uh, and I should post, uh, I'm sure I've got to be able to post a screenshot, but he tried to vote for himself uh, <laughs> in episode one. And he like comes up to the voting confessional, I'm behind the camera. Um, and he writes down the name and like holds it up. And I can't, I can't remember the whole interaction, but I'm like, it's against the rules. You can't do that. You got to vote for somebody else. Uh, and he was like, kind of pissed. <laughs> very old school thought process. Uh, it feels mm -hmm. very uh borneo to be just like trying to vote for somebody you know won't go home but like hey like 
if it worked and you got to the end, you might not have pissed anyone off. And, it, you know, he, it could have been a winning strategy if people didn't instantly want to vote him out. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like, let's go through, uh, like, what happens in the episode, because there yes. is an alternate universe where he ends up being a hero. That's true. Yeah. So this is one of my favorite, like, this is probably like my favorite version of the gross eating challenge. Like, was it in Pearl Islands? Yeah. I think, yeah. Where they had a the... big roulette wheel and he spun, the, every, both both contestants spun or like rolled a, wall, a ball on the roulette wheel and wherever it landed was what was put into the blender. And but and then like one of the options was like Jeff special or something like that. And Jeff got <laughs> to put in whatever he wanted. Mm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this was modeled directly after that, and uh, you got the Canadian wilderness version um, budget <laughs> paperback. I loved this. <laughs> I like. I I really. I like forget that. I don't like. Yeah, this is the best version of the gross food eating challenge because it's literally just like normal stuff, but it's gross when you combine it. And so, like, um, I think it just worked really well, especially because, like, you, I guess you could have bought like crickets or something from a pet store or whatever. But <laughs> I think that this worked really, really well. I agree. The background to it is I was an employee at No Frills, um, John's No Frills in Belleville, Ontario, for four years of my life at that point. And so most of my like thinking time about like I was just facing shelves. So I was around this food all the time. And uh, all of that stuff was purchased from my place of work, um, <laughs> including the, the, the big outlier for me is when they're drinking cooler. Um, it's, it was a de-alcoholized cooler that, like, okay. I don't know why we had it at that grocery store then, but we did. What is cooler? It's like a wine uh, cooler, right? Yeah, yeah. What is a wine cooler? <laughs> <laughs> what is a de-alcoholized wine cooler? Like, I think it was just, like, flavored sparkling water with the alcohol boiled out of it. Got yeah, it. And then... I don't know what, like, makes it not, like, what makes it, like, a wine cooler. I've never understood that, really um but i i had to, through context clues i was like i think cooler means like wine cooler i don't know you because can i did a ranking i did a ranking of all of the drinks that were created and oh my I god i'm so where, excited to hear this <laughs> i didn't know where to put it olives and cooler because i didn't know what cooler was and i still don't really i can't conceptualize what cooler is so i think i'm just gonna have to leave it off but it looked really gross what do you mean um, leave it off it's 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 like probably bitter sparkling water it sounds like a bad oh. martini basically yeah exactly yeah. okay <laughs> then i know exactly where to put it <laughs> <laughs> that's a number six if i ever heard it um yeah what's the okay so yeah let's run down the ranking yeah. let um, me and, slot yeah. this in and then i will do should we do one i least want to drink to most or most to least? i guess most to least because most, most least. is let's very most obvious okay. yeah what's the grossest and then we'll get down to the nicest no, no, start at the nicest. Because no, I feel nicest like the the, the nicest is like very obvious. So yes, there's one yes. drink that's like truly just a drink. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brownie, okay. Yes. So at the top we have pineapples and sparkling water. Like Delicious. that's just a drink that I would that I probably drank today. <laughs> I remember being so pissed off. Like you introduce a like level of randomness to your game, and then you just kind of have to go with it. And I wanted it all to be gross um, <laughs> as a producer. And during filming, they were so excited. And I was like, this is not what we're supposed to be doing. Um, <laughs> but it ends up for me being one of my favorite parts of the challenge in that episode. Like, it is, there are so many struggle faces up until that moment. And it's just like mm -hmm. a little bit of levity to break it up. Um, and both Calista and Trisha were so cute. <laughs> 
Yeah, and I, uh, an iconic uh, side comment from Janelle while Callista is drinking that. Um, you've chugged before. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which, like, no comment on what it's like to grow up in rural Ontario, but... <laughs> Um, I really felt like this was a Callista breakout episode. Um, I felt like she had good strategy confessionals in the post-challenge sequence. Okay, number two, um, <laughs> dill pickles and water. Like, that tastes, I mean, I like pickleback shots, or I did when I drank, and so felt like not too far from that. Felt just sort of like, be like a pickle. Relish. Yeah, <laughs> relish. Yeah, like, I, I eat that. This is another thing that's sort of just like, I eat that. And we get Chanel's dill pickle confessional where she talks about yes. exactly that. <laughs> I love dill Queen. pickles. <laughs> Third, and like we're getting a little grosser here, spaghetti and tomato juice just kind of sounded like a bl blended up Italian dinner. Like it's spaghetti and tomato sauce, kind of. And so it seems like it would work. And you can see that Lee is very excited, um, but I think we touch on it in the interview uh, with Joel. Um, Hannah was faking the entire time. Uh, she was just trying to get attention in case she had to drink again. Or they Queen. needed somebody. Yeah. Slay. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly might have put this one above the previous one. Coconut milk and beets. It's like, I think that would work. My partner's comment on this was like, you paid $10 for that in... <laughs> Toronto now, like that's a hell yeah. Drink. It I is that could be yeah. higher. I feel like that should be like on the nicer end. That would be like to me before the pickles. Honestly, I'm not a big pickle person, so I'm not a big Janelle. So I might have been influenced by the reaction. Like I like people on the ground seemed very grossed out by it, but now that I'm now thinking about, it, I'm kind of like it's kind of just like beet curry. <laughs> I mean, context cool. for the time, I had never eaten a beet and never had a meal made with coconut. Right. Uh, like, oh. we are, like, you're talking to rural teens. From, like, we ate, we were meat and potatoes type people. <laughs> um, so, you know, when I mentioned, like, oh, I'm looking around no frills for these gross things. Like, the, both of these things are a regular part of my diet now. But then <laughs> they were, like, exotic foods. Right. What? <laughs> Moving on. This is where I slotted in olives and cooler. Feels like... those. I mean, the way you're describing them seems like it would be, like, an okay... I guess I'm still not really conceptualizing what a cooler is. <laughs> I, just, I, I don't know. It'd it it just be, be like fruit and owl. I don't even know. This probably was like kind of gross. I feel like to me, the texture would be the worst thing about these, honestly. Yeah. I think you could they see in Andrew's face, like you just people, there are people who just hate olives. Um, see, that's And that's also me. something that I, I didn't like olives until I was a full blown adult. And again, we were all kids. <laughs> right. Yeah, um, like broccoli, gross. <laughs> I'm surprised there was no broccoli. <laughs> that would be a really good one to run in a future game. Um, see, I love olives and, you know, famously love wine so much. So <laughs> I, um, I think I can I do challenge you. <laughs> I challenge you for the next episode to come and drink a wine cooler and olives. <laughs> and olives. Let's see. I'll have to find uh, the cooler that you sell at your <laughs> grocery store. At no frills. Um, yeah, no frills. I'll be headed up to Toronto to figure out what a cooler is. Okay, um, <laughs> moving on. Grapefruit juice and ravioli. This is the one where the, I think this is the first one that happened on the show. And like those flavors do not mix, 
but it feels like it could still be something like I'm eating ravioli and like I'm at camp and I'm washing it down with juice. Like it feels like it could, it, these are flavors that would still like potentially happen together. And so like, it seems like it could still happen for me without throwing up. But it was that nasty, like Chef Boyardee kind of ravioli, right? Probably, but it was from I a feel can. Like that, would, that would make it grosser to me. Like if it was just like ravioli noodles. Oh, is it like, like O's? No, no, it was like it was meat pockets, but like oh, from a yeah. camp. Yeah, yeah, you had the meat in there. Also, oh, yeah, that one I feel like was to me the grossest sounding. Mm. I, also, one of the best face-offs to me, um, the Danny and Vicky giving absolute opposite performances. <laughs> <laughs> Vicky, I was obsessed. I love that. <laughs> um, second to last. These two are hard for me to rank. I'm, I'm even now. I'm unsure. I think that maybe spam and Jamaican beer would be next. I, I the the carbonization really throws it for me. Where I'm like, I really don't think that that would be good together. Yeah, I don't. It was ginger beer, right? Yeah, yeah. It would be like, I don't even know how that would. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it would just be awful. Just like liquefied, like meat in your i don't know that would just be disgusting yeah and Poor it was Joel, the I don't drink that him. took down our hero yeah it was you know um and who was who was it donnie who said he has this, a stomach of steel someone yes. was yes so he should have i would be interested to see if he could handle that whenever um, we do end up interviewing donnie maybe uh we'll, we'll, we'll put the challenge to him. we'll get the truth joel actually had both of the worst things because he uh, pickled mm-hmm. eggs and cranberry juice like there's two different things here like the carbonization of the ginger beer versus the pickling of the eggs. Like, I don't know which one would be worse in the, like in these scenarios. So like, it's hard for me to place these two together. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like the vinegary, I don't know. I'm not a huge, I don't know. They both sound revolting. Um, and I will never have to try that in my life. Hopefully. So. You'll never have to try it to, to me. I think Joel <laughs> mainly loses it here because he already had pickled eggs in his stomach. Um, yeah, you already you feel like spam after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor, poor Joel. Uh, but he he volunteered apparently, according to yeah. So yes, one of those things that like happens off screen that we weren't able to capture. Um, and then I also noticed that there are no um confessionals from Andrew in the back half of this uh episode. It's just him lying on the ground. In <laughs> he did not position. sleep well. <laughs> I live. Uh, and I like I have to go back to, I should have went back to see if I actually had any footage or like they just skipped him because he was feeling like crap I don't know damn what which one did he eat he had the um uh olives and mm. whatever bad it was. Yeah. bad yeah yeah Poor guy Oof. yeah I don't envy any of them <laughs> poor andrew maybe i maybe it'll turn out andrew gets vote like a vote at every single tribal that would be pretty great <laughs> i hope that's my otter creek like wish list is andrew gets a vote at every tribal somehow um yeah what a what a fun time but yeah so they get back obviously our, our poor yellow tribe loses once again so so tragic um but you know there's there's a tight five that is formed apparently that's who it's hannah donnie Drew, right? Drew's um, on the other, uh, on blue. Oh, yeah. Who am I thinking? Of? There's another, like, man. <laughs> Andrew? 
Yeah, Andrew, that's who I was thinking of. Yeah, Andrew. Um, it's still not really clear, I think, in this episode who's in the five. Um, it, I, and I think that they maybe never call it that again. Um, yeah. But uh, I think it's Hannah, Donnie, Callista, and Andrew. Um, yeah, which was established right. as, as the, 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 the two strongest uh, guys and the two strongest girls. Right. Callista yes. is really coming in hard as a queen, I think. She's like, mm-hmm. she's, at one point in this she was she was like someone feels bad for voting people out and i'm like that's the game (laughs) (laughs) get used to it yeah yeah i i feel like hannah and calista both were like yeah um it's time to just vote joel off he's going goodbye (laughs) 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 i love that everyone just was like yep this is what's gonna happen um so yeah that's it's really interesting i i really like this tribe's dynamics where i'm like I don't know. It's that double-edged sword where a lot of people I like are on this tribe, but I also want to like, I don't know. I'm curious to see what's going over on over at Blue. Um, yeah, we've we've that. had a lot of story from Yellow and not so much from Blue so far. Um, and I mean, I gotta give credit. Uh, Mike mentioned uh, his cameraman uh, was Brendan, and you know, Brendan's in there for a lot of like close shots, and we get some some good uh, reactions. So he did a great job in this episode. Yes. Uh, once again amazing cinematography it's like this feels like a, a professional like production even when it's like i don't know i love the like bugs flying <laughs> during the confessionals i liked that <laughs> like, I, I have this like weird thing i don't know if it's climate change or what but like in my mind it was so much buggier when i was a kid and mm-hmm. now when i go to the woods there are like no bugs and now i have yeah. like i look back at this footage from 18 years ago and like there's a mosquito the size of Vicky's face, like, and there's, it's casting a shadow. Like, (laughs) (laughs) there, there were so many bugs. It was very buggy. Uh, And we kind of skipped, it wasn't the greatest, like, production-wise challenge. Um, Game-wise, important for uh, Yellow Team, um, who had the four who lost the gamble. And then that was a pretty significant um, blankets, tarp, uh, bouillon. Uh, and yeah, so. <laughs> bouillons and cubes. <laughs> I was really not expecting to see a reward challenge in this kind of a se- kind of a season fan made like ever at all. But I, I mean, it makes sense now that there's like actual survival elements. They'll be out there for four days. Um, I'm coming from a Survivor Maryland, Survivor Michigan background, I guess. And I mean, it, I, I thought it worked well still. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I really liked it. And they were playing basically like crack the whip. Have you? Do you know what I'm talking about when I say that? The thing where you all hold hands and you just like try to like fling someone at the end. I don't know. <laughs> it was like that, but with like they're holding sticks, I think, right? And then they're collecting flags. Yeah, that was a cool little challenge. And it was they, I I mean, if I were to do it again, um, these people were literally tied at the wrists. I would not have done that. Um, there are some moments that are like, oh, I cannot believe we got out of that without any injuries. Yeah, look, it's not amateur survivor if you don't like fear for the participants' <laughs> lives and live. Like literally, the moment that Jeanette gets pulled like right oof. in the middle of the frame, you're like, oh my god, uh, good thing that Terrifying. she's a strong person. <laughs> Hopefully, no steal the bacon. That to me is the most traumatizing thing Austin Trump ever did to those Survivor Maryland people every like, season. And it's What's scary. Steal the bacon. Okay, <laughs> like I this is uh, so if if the Survivor Maryland person ever is listening to this, I'm sorry. I've never I didn't even know that other people did this. I was in my own like little No, world. you're <laughs> um and I we, it's been on our list for like 2 years to go back and watch because everybody says one of the best seasons of Survivor is like their all-star season. Um yes. three, I would yeah. honestly put four of them in a like top half Survivor season ever. 
Agreed. Ever. To me, so it's on, it's on our list, but I don't great. know what this bacon like challenge is. What is it? No. So yeah, steal the. Do you know what steal the bacon is? Like as a game? No, I have general. No. no. Okay. So it's like literally, there's just like some an object in the middle of like a gap, like like the two teams are on two different sides. In the middle is this object. In the case of Survivor Maryland, it's like literally like a bike tire. <laughs> And they just have to literally run in, grab it, and drag it to their back to their side. So these are like children. University students. University students. I'm pretty sure there is a, one episode where someone like literally pat like gets knocked out from from this game. There's like people almost getting choked. And Austin, you know, you will answer for your war crimes. I will see to it. Um, but yes, hopefully nothing that terrifying. But I I don't know. I think it adds the danger element that we need for these. You need a little bit of the danger element. Mm -hmm. um, another thing that I kind of you know remembered from this is uh, so. We wanted to go out into the woods, but we also didn't want to torture them. And this was only like two years out from uh, Survivor Africa, which was famously boring because they were starving the entire time uh, and they had like no energy. Um, so I kind of want to pat let's, myself on the back. Let's cool it on the Survivor Africa <laughs> hatred. <laughs> let's, let's be cool. <laughs> okay. I love it as a season. So many good characters, obviously, like. The fact that we get T-Bird even after she got snubbed mm -hmm. in Second Chances is, you know, I'm, I'm so glad for so many of them. But as a seat, mm -hmm. like the social game, they did a lot of sitting around. Anyway, we didn't want that was the reputation at the time. Yes. Um, and I, I remember production like Jeff being like, you know, they were starving, so they were boring. Um, right. But we wanted to steer away from that. And, you know, the I, we're lucky that the team with nothing got the blankets and tarps because mm -hmm. i don't know what they would have done um <laughs> and then even though it was the gross food challenge it was like the calorie input of the day uh because they hadn't eaten like we we met at 6 a.m uh we weren't giving them food uh only the blue team got a box of granola bars so uh we were opportunity to eat was part of the motivation mm. I really like this episode for a couple, like you guys were talking about the cinema cinematography earlier. I really loved um, one, just like the follow shot through the woods when the kids were like doing their like dance or whatever, and what, their <laughs> chant and stuff. thought that it was really good uh, follow shots there. And then I was just very impressed with the documentarianism of whoever was the camera person who was filming when a fire started and they did nothing to help. They just like kept filming. They, just <laughs> uh, kept no, filming. they did. Uh, so that was, that was Micah at blue team and uh, watching it. I just watched it and fresh in my mind. Um, the fire had spread enough that Micah actually did turn off the uh, camera to help. <laughs> and uh, I am very gratified that you feel like he did not because it was a little bit of editing magic. And the, I mean, magic, like, you know, you put the stressful music over it and it wasn't that big of a deal, but they were all making like scared noises. So, <laughs> well, I mean, it's a fire. So, and like it had started spreading. So, you know, it's yeah. good that they were yeah. able to get it out. Yeah, um, okay. Really wait, this was a question I had. You guys drove out somewhere. How, what happened to the people who got voted out? Like, where, did they go home? Like, how did they get home? They literally, like, waited around for my mom to come get them. <laughs> <laughs> and Mike, Mike would have had to wait um, unless, like, this was, uh, we didn't have cell phones. There was a landline at the nearest home. Um, actually, we, uh, there was a cell phone at each um, campsite as, like, an emergency thing, but mm -hmm. they weren't allowed to use it. Um, and yeah, so Mike would have had to wait for Joel to be uh, voted out, and then my mom would have driven them home. 
<laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> Wait, I, I also loved um the, just in this episode just how like night started during the challenge. Like that never happens on a real season of Survivor. So it was cool to just see like it looked like day and then all of a sudden it was night. I don't know. I just appreciated it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was also one of those things that we took longer to do. That was supposed to be done before the sun went down. <laughs> um, but it did add, end up adding a little bit of uh variety drama we get okay. to bring up the lights mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can yeah. you can see our our crew camp actually behind her uh while she's <laughs> doing that um and i don't i don't know did you notice all of the tents in the background like as a first time viewer because it's all no. i can see because i feel like it breaks <laughs> the illusion a little bit but um there are like four or five tents in the background uh that that game because we had uh can't remember if it's a generator or just a really long extension cord to the nearest home um because mm. we had to have the blender there uh so it was basically <laughs> out our crew cap i've seen the what... episode twice and would never have been able to tell you that there was something in the background yes wow. i agree yeah the, i'm glad you answered the blender question though i was like i didn't think about it at first and i was like wait how is this happening okay. i was it's prepared like, because somebody actually commented on the youtube channel how did you get a blender into the woods? <laughs> it's like that part in spongebob where patrick's like wait if we're underwater how is there a fire and the fire goes out <laughs> very that yes um, but yeah this was a great throwback challenge um yeah this, this was, was a good fun episode, episode. yeah I, I've, yeah i'm looking forward to you know uh a strategic vote based decision like i feel like first episode it was like he drank all of our water in this episode like he was bad at the challenge so i'm excited for like i don't know some, you know what drama I'm entry. yeah 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 social politicking but yeah i i'm excited yeah um i don't know i i'm i don't know if there's gonna be a swap this is the things i'm thinking about because you know obviously it's been a while since we've seen a swap on um survivor proper so i'm, I'm curious to see how all this plays out or if you change up the format a little um yes well i i guess i don't actually know when this would have occurred but if it did happen right after when what wait what is the how does the time you had happen? seen vanuatu right i think vanuatu was airing that like maybe had just finished okay well the swap of vanuatu is unlike any other swap so if you're taking direct inspiration could be slay we don't know though okay i'm excited to find out anybody have any other thoughts on the episode rest in peace joel gone too soon little angel i i Bye think back. when you edit this you're gonna put the interview yes. with him afterwards it was yeah uh, if anybody's listening and you've stayed with us this long thank you uh but also please listen to joel uh yes. just as much as a, a kind heart as he was back then um yeah, was he was really, really great. We loved Absolutely. Joel. It was really exciting to get to see. He was the first one we did, so it was exciting to talk to him. Absolutely, yeah. I agree. Yeah, that's how we're going to structure these. Obviously, the first, we had to split up for scheduling reasons. We had to split up the first exit interview and the episode recap. But going forward, um, barring any hiccups or whatever, like the we will do the recaps, and then we will do the exit interviews. Um, so yeah, please stick around and listen to Joel uh, and our interview with him. He was a lot of fun to talk to. Um, yeah, we don't really have an edgic section anymore. I don't know if that's a thing we could even I don't know if you can edgic this. Uh, I'm not going to attempt to. I'm just going to take it as it comes, I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, so that, I don't know. Like, like you said, Sam, I'm really excited to see 
I don't know if this tight five made of four people is maybe being a thing. Uh, I'm excited to see maybe more of what Blue's got going on. Um, this is just like uh, such a fun season already, and I, I'm, I'm I'm like sad that I can't binge it, but you know it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Ronnie, do you have anything you want to plug or say or anything before we wrap this one up? Uh, I think I oh we oh we didn't do it uh, for the exit interview that we just recorded. Can we? Uh, sorry, Sam, to give you a thing, but we didn't ask Joel about uh, things that he wanted to plug. So I wanted to oh yeah. uh, just do that for him. Oh sure. But I can't log in onto Facebook on this computer, so I just gotta go. Yeah. Okay. That's... Well, we'll do our plugs for now. And yes. Yeah. Um. Well, you can find me at Rain Derricks. You can follow us at Bitterjurors Pod. Um, you can listen to our other new uh, part of the programming here at the BJ Network, uh, Stand and hosted by our good friend, Christine Palin. First episode with Gia Worthy is The Sleigh. Um, and, oh, they had, it was not just Gia. Who else was there? They had another Chappelle guest. was on Chappelle, as well. Thank you, yes. Um, awesome, awesome intro episode, and I'm very excited for that to keep going. Um, we are, may or may not make appearances throughout um, Stand and Watch 2. I'm planning on it. Oh, yeah. I was trying to add a little mystery, Sam. But yes, we are literally confirmed in the spreadsheet. We're going to be on episodes there. Are you happy? Well, may or may not. <laughs> it kind of just means may. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so listen to Stand and Watch 2. Listen to Shadowplay Gaze. Um, our, follow our Twitter where we're still memeing it up and... Hopefully we'll have more bonus episodes for y'all soon. Um, but yeah, what about you, Sam? Yeah, at Sam Stanish everywhere. Um, that's me. And upcoming, we have Legend of Korra coverage starting. Mm -hmm. Figuring out what the best... I'll offline with you about what I think we should do for scheduling wise for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can, you can please rate and review us on Apple podcasts. Uh, we, here's a five-star review from she who mustn't be named. Uh, <laughs> They said, love this podcast. It's fun and validating listening to people who have similar faves and opinions as I do. LOL. Also did not know what Edric was before I started listening, but I love that section. Thank you all for making this podcast. Wow. wow. Very, awesome. very kind words. Uh, thanks. Yeah. And I, I can relate to only wanting to listen to people who also share my opinions. Literally, so <laughs> I've read through the reviews, and some people are like, "We'll get to them, obviously." So I won't, yes. just, I won't regurgitate now. But people, you know, people like a gay like take on things. Yes, we won't regurgitate like Joel did after he drank his spam <laughs> and um, ginger beer. Um, but yes, Ronnie has um, has never left, um, but they are now <laughs> going to speak. Uh, yeah. They, <laughs> yeah. If if you're enjoying Survivor Otter Creek and you want to get the updates, uh, or at Survivor underscore OC on Twitter slash Survivor Otter Creek on YouTube. You can follow uh, Game Camp It Up on Twitter and Instagram. That's sort of our little Toronto uh, fun game nerd crew. Uh, we post some Survivor content there as well. Um, and also forgot to give Joel his moment to uh, promote. He actually um, started a film festival in our small uh, hometown area uh, that has been going for years and years and hopefully will return following the pandemic. Uh, if you are interested in, you know, other content made by hicks like us, uh, oh, that might be rude. Uh, but honestly, uh, you know, Joel went into production after uh, in his life and you can find out more at quintyfilmfest.ca. It's Q-U-I-N-T-E. 
filmfest.ca or his company primefocus.ca and he also didn't give me the address to the axe throwing company that he has but he <laughs> apparently has one of those too you could probably google it, it. <laughs> yeah that's awesome yeah um and you can hear like i said our exit interview with joel will come after uh, a little ad a little hashtag spawn that we have going on um yeah, and also, yes, please, you know, do what we tell you to do with this little sponsored thing that will come up here. Um, it helps us out a lot. And like Sam said, also, you know, rate and review us on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I don't know if, let's, if Spotify lets you review, but they let you rate. So do that. Too. Yeah. And but if you if you rate us on Spotify, you don't get an opportunity to have your words read on air. So I would argue for reviewing on Apple Podcasts. Just exactly. my just for, just for my own Agreed. sake. I'm saying like, I listen yeah. on Google, so you're never getting anything from me. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> um, but thank you, Ronnie, again so much for thank all you. of your sharing, hard work, sharing your baby with us, and yes, and all of your hard work. Um, and we will talk to y'all next week. Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. Bye. 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 Support for the Bitter Drift podcast is brought to you by our first ever sponsor, Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and a free worldwide shipping with the code BITTER at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 8 million balls. Uh, we have, we were so glad to be given, uh, our, uh, for free. They said they sent us over a version of all their latest and greatest technology. Um, and we were, uh, I've, I've been using it. Uh, it's great stuff. Um, I've actually, it's a, I, people say this all the time, but it's actually kind of the perfect sponsorship for us because I've been using a Manscaped razor for the past two years. Uh, and it's, it's been so great and I've used it and it's perfect. Um, I remember the first time I ever tried, uh, shaving below the waist when I was like really, really, uh, in my teens and it was terrible. And all I had was like a tiny little, um, what's it called disposable razor and no shaving mm. cream and it was awful um and nothing <laughs> like that at all with uh my manscaped experience they sent us over so many things they they gave us a t-shirt they gave us uh boxer briefs and they gave us uh ball deodorant ball toner all this amazing stuff um and it's so great and it's it's even better because you can uh use the razor in the shower it's waterproof um i highly recommend it, it and it, this is a this is genuine i love this stuff uh it's it's been really great to use Derek, how do you feel about the stuff i feel i 100 percent uh condone and <laughs> repeat everything you said um you know as a not only a gay man but a hairy gay man um i have you know had to deal with trimming and shaving um all over my body for most of my life i would say at this point um but you know not just like you said um the trimmer but i am a huge fan of the weed whacker i love a good nose trimmer love a good also ear trimmer used it just today when uh my boyfriend and i went out on the town and i felt so like free and like not like self-conscious about like oh god am i like looking like a hairy disgusting mess um with the um performance package for print i don't have to worry about that anymore i say baby Put this on Survivor 34 because it is what? 
a game changer, baby. <laughs> um, yeah. So yes, thank you to the people at Manscaped for you know giving us this amazing package, like Sam was saying. So good. I can't wait to you know. I mentioned my boyfriend before. He also, I'm sure, is very excited that I received this package because you know, like I said, my package is um, uh, very voluptuous when it comes to the hair. So I think that's good for everyone involved. Yeah, and I mean they they really talk up the their how good they are at trimming ball hair, but I mean it's good for all over. I both all, all times I've ever shaved my head was using a manscaped razor and uh you know, very even clean shave all around. So, highly recommend um and just reminding you, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code bitter at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code bitter at checkout. Um, unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Welcome back to the Bitter Durs podcast. We are a queer survivor super fan podcast. My name is Sam Stanish. I have nothing but the clothes on my back. Uh, I just moved in the last uh, two hours. Everything's still all packed up. Um, we are here to talk about the, or we are here with the second, we're doing things out of order. We're here with the second um, exit interview uh, for Survivor Otter Creek, uh, fan made season of Survivor. That was, if you're listening this far in the podcast, you know what Survivor Otter Creek is. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, Am I even doing introductions of these? Who knows? Anyway, with me as always is uh, my lovely, wonderful co-host who has been my friend, not since 2004, but 2012, so still a little bit of a time capsule, um, Derek Reining. Yes, thank you. I feel like, you know, since we connected over Avatar The Last Airbender, like that's 2004 whereabouts to me at mm -hmm. least. So yeah, essentially we've been friends forever is what we're saying. Buffy the Vampire Slayer takes us back to the 97. 90s, yes. Neon yes, Genesis Evangelion takes us back to the early 90s. So, you know, mm -hmm. there, there are there are seeds. Um, anyway, <laughs> we we are joined in these exit interviews. These This is where the, the appeal of this project really comes in for me. Uh, we are joined by the executive producer of the series, Survivor Otter Creek, who hasn't spoken to a lot of these people in the, since <laughs> filming the show. Um, so we're here to do some exit interviews with the creator of survivor otter creek ronnie slide hello thank you so much for having me and i guess it is my pleasure to introduce the uh second eliminated castaway from survivor otter creek joel george thank you so much for coming back to this madness joel joel <laughs> hey everybody <laughs> so joel <laughs> So, it has been a long time so yeah <laughs> it has been a long time you look great i i mean you look better than the last time i saw you because you were dirty and leaving the woods um <laughs> uh, it probably wasn't the last time but you know um so i mean what we're gonna do is just like chat about it and see what if anything re you remember um 18 years ago uh your torch got snuffed and what have you been up to since then? <laughs> oh man, uh, which lifetime? It's, <laughs> it's it's been a long time. Um, so I, I guess after finishing high school, I uh, went and traveled, and I lived in England for a year. Um, after coming back, you know, I started work. I was working in a bookstore and a camera shop, and uh, really just uh, loved the whole video production process and stuff. Decided to go off to film school. Um, did three years of film school. Uh, got married, moved back to the Bay of Quinney area. Um, yeah, and then uh, so I, I started working in production. Then I, I started my own production company shortly after. 
Um, so I've been doing that for about 10, uh, just over 10 years now. Um, and uh, coincidentally, my oldest son is also 10. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, a whole it's, family, a whole family. exists. Yeah. So, I mean, I've, I've got three boys now. Um, you know, my, my wife and I just bought a house a couple of years ago. Um, and uh, more recently, uh, I just opened up another axe throwing club here, too. So that's uh, it's <laughs> which which lifetime are you looking at? <laughs> Very entrepreneurial. Yeah, Ronnie, uh, where a ton of lifetimes. We don't. We haven't. We've only seen the first two episodes, so we don't know if there was an axe throwing contest at any <laughs> point in Otter Creek. But I we hope did not for... have the insurance for that. I okay. I'll, I'll, I'll get out and say there is no axe throwing. Although you know, who knows? Survivor Otter Creek two. Maybe we get Joel behind the camera because <laughs> it mm. seems like you have experience. When you were talking there, Joel, I remember. Um, it's got to be like around ten, maybe longer years ago. Um, but the. Belleville started doing a documentary film festival and you had a documentary premiere there yes I did oh my um, god like digging yeah, into so the there's, there's been a few um so yeah I've, I've I've been involved I was actually on the uh on the committee for Belleville Downtown Doc Fest for a few years as well uh I've been on the you know board of directors for the Quinney uh, Arts Council uh started my own film festival in Trenton here as well the uh, Quinney Canadian Film Fest um and yeah it, it, like it's 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 been a pretty big part of my life over the last uh you know last decade last 15 years whatever um i've heard of yeah. that film festival and i had no idea that you were <laughs> you were the person oh, glad, so glad cool. you heard about it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> i mean we'll promote it at the end of the, the thing and do the links and stuff um so okay from uh you haven't seen the episodes yet um but thinking back is there anything that you remember from being out there um, I remember, I remember being a lot of fun because it, it really was, um, again, the whole, the whole process of, you know, being on set and location and shooting and just like, just seeing how everything came together, how everybody worked together was, it was a lot of fun. And it was, it was definitely one of the more significant, um, you know, early production experiences that I had that, that really, you know, I guess kind of, uh, helped entice me down the road that like, Hey, production is a really fun way to make a living, right. Really fun, uh, career to get into. So, you know, it, was, it wasn't the only experience, but it was definitely one of the earliest um, that, you know, especially the, the biggest um, of its scale at the time. Um, so, yeah, definitely uh, it, it, left, it left an impact in terms of the, the experience. But I, I guess as a contestant, I certainly remember um, that drink being the, the, the most <laughs> disgusting thing I've ever tasted. Uh, even since then, again, it was 18. It, I, was, I was there for maybe two days, three days or something like that. 18 years ago, and I still remember that drink being the most disgusting thing I've ever tasted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was, I mean, what I was the combination in the drink? Oh, geez. Uh, the, so there were two. I yeah, like Joel was, had to do two. Oh, yeah, it, right, right. It was Jamaican-style ginger beer with Spam, I think it was. That was the that was the second yeah. one. That was the one that took you out. Yeah. yeah, and 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 that was that was way worse than the first one. That again to this day it still sticks in my mind as the worst thing I've ever tasted. <laughs> Sounds I mean, like carb a carbonated spam. <laughs> if you asked me to like recreate vomit flavor, that's probably what I would go for: is spam and ginger beer. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I'm I'm so fascinated, like, uh, and gratified to hear that, like, you know, being on that set was a good experience because I remember it mostly being chaos and uh, mostly like, you know, just kind. Of, we obviously had no experience. Um, something that Sam and Derek don't know is uh, one of the camera people is actually Joel's brother, Micah, 
um, who was in my grade and we were good friends in, at the time. And I like, uh, I am so grateful for what Micah did because he just came out to be a good friend. Um, he didn't have a lot of like behind camera experience uh, and just like put up with us in the woods for all of that time. And so like, I, I am a bit fascinated to hear Joel that like, you know, you saw me running around, you probably saw me and Meg sniping at each other. You saw Micah probably being like, what the heck? Brendan was being so intense. Like, what, like, do you remember, what do you remember about like, or were, were you in the game? Were you like kind of more interested in what we were doing already at that time? Um, or were you on the game side? Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess, I guess what I remember, it was like, um, okay, you know, I'll, I'll play this as long as it goes, but I, I, I you know, I, I loved everything to do with cameras and the production experience, right? So we, you know, my, my friends, uh, like Lee and I, we'd, we'd worked on several short films, I think, by that point uh, already. And um, yeah, so it was just, it was just more of, more of that. And I, again, I, I love the whole experience of working together to see what you can capture on the camera. And regardless of how the game was played or whatever, it was, you know, it was just, it was just a whole, like a really fascinating experience for me. And I, I really did, it was, it was, again, one of the earlier points that I know that I sort of fell in love with the process. Uh, so it was, it was a lot of fun. Would you say that's I, why you signed up or like what led you to being on the cast of Survivor Outer Creek? Uh, I, yeah, I, I guess it was like, oh, you guys are going to have cameras there? Sure. What, what do you need? <laughs> I'll be a, a participant. Sure. Yeah. That's so, I mean, it's just obvious, obviously it's just interesting to think about that in a, mo in a modern perspective because everybody carries around a camera with them on their phone all the time. But like, if you think about like 2004, it's like one girl has a cell phone or whatever, but like, no, obviously sure. like there weren't cameras just like literally everywhere. So it's like a whole experience, especially to do this like kind of thing out of the woods being filmed. All this, It's just like a very, it, it's just something so unimaginable to me that like this even happened and like is existing so it's like to think about it from a 2004 teenager's perspective it's like it does sound really really cool exactly yeah i mean i as someone who on a recent uh friend vacation group uh filmed my own survivor um aka we all were kind of uh drunk and like did improv together with a survivor structure to it um and that took like all of five seconds to put together so I assume, Ronnie, that your process was uh, a lot more intensive and more enticing, as Sam said. We, we did have like lots of meetings in the lead up. Um, we had meetings with all of the cast. Uh, there was a big meeting where we took everybody's photos. You know, we, there was like a lot of work into it. But something that, you know, speaking with Joel now, like that I'm thinking about, especially in the first couple episodes, is how already, how already very aware of the camera and the production a lot of the cast members are um you know including joel like there's a couple like great shots of just like joel off to the side talking to the camera you know and where did we learn to do that um you know <laughs> like just pull to the side talk straight to the camera um we we obviously weren't doing that on our cell phones and that kind of stuff then um, some of the voting confessionals and actual confessionals, like people are really characters. Joel, you give a great performance at the gross food challenge, uh, both times that you're up. And, you know, I think, you know, it just lends to this awareness that we already had back then that I'm kind of surprised, um, looking back at it now. Yeah. I know that for me, like I, I had a, a bit of experience with like onstage performance and stuff at, at that point as well. Right. Like I can't remember what year exactly it was, but I, I know that when I was in grade, I think it was, I think it was grade nine, I signed up for like a, a stage performing 
group where we, you know, dance and sing and stuff. And, and part of that was stage presence and, and I guess, you know, being aware of presentation. So yeah, it certainly wasn't, wasn't foreign to me at that point. I, I was probably one of the more early people to get involved in stuff like that, other than like, you know, theater in the school. Like this was like extracurricular outside of the school kind of thing. So yeah, I don't know. It, 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 it definitely was all intriguing to me in terms of that. And, and yeah, I mean, as far as a, of a group of like high school kids goes, uh, yeah, I think a lot of a lot of people that were involved already had a really good, solid understanding of we're creating a presentation here. Like we're not just here to play a game; like we're making a show. So, and and I think that was uh, that was a pretty unified experience of, of how everybody was going about it. Were you a Survivor fan at the time, and are you a Survivor fan today? No, <laughs> uh, I, I barely watched an episode of Survivor at the time, and then yeah, again, I uh, like today even too. I'm I'm very surprised to have gotten the message that hey, we finished the first Survivor Outer Creek. You know, like oh, wasn't that like more than half my life ago? <laughs> it is. It is. Well, I gotta say, as a Survivor fan, I, you, I was really sad that you went second. Like, I could tell you had a lot more care. Like, I don't know. I feel like you would have been a great, you would be a shoe-in for All-Stars if Otter Creek, you know, had been syndicated <laughs> or whatever. But I also want to say your voting record, I've been keeping track. I feel like going out with two votes against Andrew, like, I feel like that's pretty iconic to me. That <laughs> You just were, like, so honed in on Andrew. Uh, do you want to maybe speak to, do you remember that you voted for Andrew both times? Um... I don't know. I, I guess I guess it was just that I I knew it was the safe vote. I guess like it, it wasn't a good, it wasn't going to get anybody pissed off, but you know it wasn't going to get him out either. So I don't know. And that that was the like that's the Joel that I remember. Like you are such uh well you know I'm saying this like you are because I feel I've seen you on my screen for the last 18 years, but I'm sure you're still like this. Um you know so easygoing, uh, always you know there for a group instead of just yourself and to see that like reflected in your gameplay um at the time i was very not surprised i was also probably at the time very kind of like oh come on man like you're on a like competition and you're just like but I, if you were in that same position again do you think you'd take the same path like i don't know i mean i guess it depends i guess, I guess it depends on the cir circumstances leading up to it because like I guess the way I look at it, I wasn't exactly there to win. I was there to play. So, <laughs> well, there, there's a, a quote in in episode one that is kind of uh, goes against that because um, if you, I don't know if you'll remember, um, but something that you said at the time was, "I want to go out first, or I don't want to go out at all." <laughs> and so, in the first episode, you spend some time kind of lobbying for yourself. Uh, like, also, this is like you know, I don't. I don't know if you'll remember this, but everybody paid uh, 40 bucks back then, yep. uh, which was a lot of money to was a lot of money for high school students. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and the first person who got voted out got their $40 back. Um, so in episode one, you do a little bit of lobbying to go home. And then in the like heartbreak of heartbreaks, it's episode <laughs> two, after your heroics, that you end up going home kind of in a blaze of glory. And, you know, is... <laughs> Like, was it worth it? Like, you're like, I don't want to go home at all after that. And then they, they got you like. Oh, totally. Again, like it's, <laughs> it's, it, it, it's all part of the, part of the show, right? Like, like you have, you, you have to sort of be one of those characters to like, I don't know, like, like bring those statements of extremes or like, you know, it's like, it's, it's who I was playing. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? 
I, I totally don't mind. And even at the time, like, uh, I, I don't, I don't remember even giving, I mean, maybe I gave it a second thought a couple weeks later or something, but like, I, I don't remember being like, oh man, I'm so pissed off. I got out or anything like that. It's like, it's like, okay, cool. You know, I, I'm, yeah. I'm done. I'm going to go home. I'm going to do something else, play video games or whatever. Right? <laughs> when, you, when, when you rewatch your final words, it's very, that vibe. You were very yeah. like, we're going to go, but I was really disappointed at that vote, like at the time, because, you know, I'd done that first, I had filmed the first round of com- confessionals and, you know, I knew that you were kind of jockeying, like you wouldn't mind being the first character out. Um, and when that didn't happen and then it was the set, like I felt like I just felt bad because, you know, I was like, well, now this guy's in it and he's going to like play hard and push hard. And you did almost <laughs> like too hard. Um, and it like, I was just like, that ginger beer, man. That was, that was rough. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, had another note written down. Um, I don't know. There was something else I wanted to ask. Uh, do you, so from the experience, um, you know, we talked a lot about, uh, the production side, uh, the game itself. Do you remember the people that you played with at all? Uh, I, I remember some of them. Um, uh, it, it, I, honestly, I'll have, I'll have to watch the episode back again to like make a list or anything. But yeah, I, cer- I certainly do remember because like a lot of them I was already familiar with in terms of either friends groups or friends with my siblings or friends with you or whatever, right? Like it was, I know it was, it was all pretty, pretty close knit anyway, in terms of community within the high school and the same age groups, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah. It was what it was, and but yeah, I, I certainly do remember who they were. I don't, I don't remember to think about back about like, um, I don't, I don't remember the the, the list, but I remember Donnie was there. He was, uh, he was helping the host. <laughs> was he helping the host? No, he was. Well, that's not, like what what I wanted to ask. Like, like was about the like social relationship while you had there. You know, like there's a great shot um, after Vicky finishes her um, her gross drink. The two of you have like a pretty like close hug and it's just like in the corner of the shot but you know it was one of those things that watching back I'm kind of like oh like people were developing relationships out there because i don't think you would have met vicky prior to the to the game um, no i don't do so and uh, to be honest i i i'll have to watch it back again yeah. <laughs> it's not long ago yeah. yeah yeah it was that long ago that like i mean again the, the people that i wasn't already familiar with you know i, I do remember learning more about them obviously it was so long ago and it was such a short-lived experience that like it's not like they were they were relations in the black that have lasted the rest of my life or anything um but you know certainly well, uh, clearly because we were doing this podcast for, for <laughs> <all reasons>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh, no it, it it you know it gives you the opportunity right and, and that's that's what people need is the opportunity to be able to connect so that you give them that and it'll happen I'm loving this hyper removed, uh, hyper hyper super removed from an extremely low stakes scenario, like the <laughs> perspective on an exit interview. Like I'm, we're so used to getting exit interviews from people who were like, "I lost a million dollars two months ago," <laughs> and it's like this is like, I lost forty dollars twenty years ago. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's very very interesting to me. Oh, I mean, it's something that I like about still, we like, I still run some of these games sometimes. And, you know, you just have to kind of put up, um, you know, 
Like I, I'd love to talk to, um, you know, the folks who are out there just about, you know, do a little bit of editing here for me, Sam. Um, so <laughs> the, uh, sometimes it isn't that difficult to create that environment that Joel's talking about where like the relationships just develop. Um, and you try, like our goal was to try and do that with like as little money as possible. And so for me, looking back at it, it's the tiki torches. Um, it's the like little candles down the, the pathway. It's the parchment paper with the poems. Um, and I wonder, Joel, if uh, in your experience, like did those, were those things for you um, kind of a curiosity because of your interest in production? Um, or did you feel uh, like the intent, which was to do a bit of world building so that it was like you and this group um, and what you needed to accomplish? Yeah, I don't know. I guess um, for me, it was certainly interesting because it was all it was all part of the, you know, the I guess the art direction and and building that that look. Right. Because what, what we were to what what I understood, we were trying to recreate what Survivor does and by, you know, building that sort of experience. Um, so yeah, for me it was it was definitely more interesting on the production side of it. I guess as a character, yeah, it's it, it was it was a cool experience looking back on it because I, I do kind of remember like you know the torches and, and that kind of stuff. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I guess just for for me because it, it it was such a such a relatively short lived experience that I had sort of both minds going on at the same time. It's like oh, I'm kind of playing this, but like cool production, right? <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's it's hard to answer that question. I guess in in a decisive way, but it, it certainly all worked together mm -hmm. to be again a positive. And yeah, wh whether whether or not you know I lost forty bucks twenty years ago, um, it was it was all a, an experience that that everybody gained from. So you know I I don't I don't see it as like I lost forty bucks twenty years ago. I see it as hey I had this really cool experience and it only cost me forty bucks, right? <laughs> no, definitely. <laughs> and I've I've put <laughs> I that, that wasn't um like that wasn't what I, how I was trying to say that. I I've played versions of these games where like there's zero money on the line and they are more intense than like any <laughs> high school soccer game or like college football game that I've ever been a part of. So like um. <laughs> No, I totally understand treating it very respectfully and then really enjoying it, uh, despite it being this like someone might think like smaller amateur kind of thing. Uh, Joel, so I guess maybe to round out the conversation, um, you know, you already touched on how uh, it was part of the, you know, getting like starting to hone your interest in production, that kind of thing from the production days itself. Um, is there anything from the experience or even just like reflecting on it um, that you remember any particular memories or aspects of it um, that, you know, thinking back now, uh, you pulled with you into the rest the, the many chapters of our lives that we've lived since then? Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess um, the biggest thing would be it, it was it was a very visible effort. Um, you know, you guys weren't just trying to half ass it like as, as far as college or sort of high school students go and putting together something like you put a lot of work into it, a lot of effort. And that was certainly something that I appreciated. Um, and in seeing that too, you know, just, uh, I, I'm not going to say like that was a, a, a single instance that helped me learn that lesson, but it was certainly a, a supporting um, experience that showed that, you know, it's like, you really got to put in the effort if you want it to work a certain way. Um, so yeah, a lot of work happens behind the camera. A lot of work happens, um, you know, that, that people don't even see. Uh, and so, yeah, 
good job. Congratulations on finishing it. <laughs> so many, right? I mean, thank you so much. Uh, you know, I, if I didn't say it 18 years ago, uh, thank you for being a part of it. And, you know, we, we did put a lot of effort into it, but we wanted to create something that, you know, people would take away sort of at the end of their high school experience. So, um, yeah, it just thank you for doing it and being such a good sport. Uh, and, being such a good character. Uh, you know, I, I hope you go back soon and watch the episodes. Show your kids. I, I got a uh, I got a picture of um uh Brendan and Allie with their kids sent to me. They watched the premiere tonight on and it's just like, you know, like their kids are also 10 and they're now watching this like thing that we did in high school. Um and uh this is maybe a little bit of a sigh, but like they're their daughter is, I think, going to be production minded because the whole time she's thinking like, do they get to put their shoes back on? What if they find berries in the woods? Can they eat them? Like she's not interested in the plot at all. She's interested in what's going on around it. And it just like makes me think like that's what it takes to do uh, to produce something like that. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Joel, so much. And um for uh, see i'm a very trivia minded person so the only like question i really want to ask everyone on this cast is joel what is your zodiac sign <laughs> my zodiac i guess that would make me a sagittarius sagittarius okay i'm putting it down and uh i'm very curious to see how this uh plays out but that's all that's all i really need to get from everyone here i will collect the data and um i will report back with the results uh, but thank you great thanks so much joel this was this was great all right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah. yeah and, thank uh, you. Yeah. I, I just look forward to watching the episodes and and seeing. Like, so is it? I I don't remember being sent a link yet to watch it. Is it on the page that you've referred me to previously, or? So, uh, Maddie should have sent you, uh, and we'll edit this out. Uh, but Maddie should have sent you the links, um, and I can just send you them on um, Facebook. But we only ended up publishing. Honestly, my, my emails are really hard to keep on top of. So uh, <laughs> let me preach to you the benefits of inbox zero. It's a <laughs> way of life. It keeps me sane. Um, Long way I'll, I'll send it to you on Facebook. And I've got um, the first two episodes. I've got the first two episodes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The rest are going to like be released like week by week. And we're going to chat with everybody kind of like we did now. Yeah. Um, From the oh, small Ontario yeah. city. <laughs> There's man. I already yeah. Yeah. There she is. Um, up and I'll watch it later. Joel, do you want uh, any any last thoughts that you want to share with us, just on the experience, on you're going to watch it? Um, anything to to give the people who are going to be listening? Uh, I I I don't know what else I can offer. Really, it's, <laughs> okay. it, was, it was it was a long it was a long ass time ago, man. But I'm so <laughs> excited to watch it after so long of not even I, I after even giving up hope that it would ever be finished. So. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> you are right to give up hope. You are right. <laughs> but hey, okay. you, you proved me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for speaking with us. Um, and, you know, maybe we'll get a group chat going and get together sometime uh, to finally do a send off for the show or something like that. It was great to catch up with you. You've accomplished so much since I spoke with you last, but somehow you seem just the same. Um, <laughs> So good job. I think you're doing something right. <laughs> well, thank you very much. And yeah, it's, it's great to see you as well. Obviously, it's been it's been a, a, a lifetime, several lifetimes. So yeah, a whole lifetime, oh. at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great to connect.
and yeah. uh yeah and, and excellent to meet you too derek sam yeah thanks, thanks for, for having me us yeah um you have a good rest of your time i hope you enjoy the rest of the season thanks yeah. a lot look forward to the links <laughs> <laughs> you'll have you'll have to me- you'll have to message me what you think of it once you've watched it. And I'm we'll curious. do. Okay. okay. All right. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.